Oh yeah, much simpler. It's also uh, more focused towards roleplay than uh, min-max and math. Albeit, there's still plenty of that if you want it. Oh, wait, what? I was fiddling with theirs trying to move them around. Am I still gone? Yeah. That's weird. You want me to try signing up? Signing back in? I just see a Gundam. Yeah, I don't either. Is he playing a Gundam? Is that the secret twist? <laughs> it's not a Gundam. No. <laughs> to be just low in the train. <laughs> A little better. Am I still just the crazy old man? I'm kind of alright with that. What's up, Ben? Right, give me a hug. You need to go to bed. Right, love you, buddy. Good night. Off to bed with you. Close the door. Sorry about that. Son came to tell me good night. <laughs> Somewhat, I guess. Kind of make it up as I go along, some of it. <laughs> I have mine. I do have my paper. I did feel that. Something like that. So, so you have paper as well? Yeah. <laughs> but I also did it like a week ago. I was excited. <laughs> it's going good, Mike. 
He didn't really mean that for us. <laughs> I was hoping he yeah. meant me. Let me believe he cares. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Oh, what is everyone's race? Oh. Oh. I'm human. I have no idea that sounds complex for her Wi-Fi. need to switch dice. Well, then again, low is good in its own way. pain to move y'all around like <laughs> i can drag y'all but i can't really get those three lines i dragged mike t just enough that i can see like his right two-thirds down from my plague clothes. Are y'all open or closed right now, actually? <laughs> no comment. No comment. I mean, they did for um, BMW. I mean, as nice as it would to be uh, to have the time off. There's a downside to it. Oh, there she is. I cannot hear her. 
Does someone watch Paradise PD? No. <laughs> It sounded like it for a moment there. <laughs> Though I have seen the show, though. <laughs> I'm watching the second season now. It's uh, interesting. Whoever that is might want to turn it down just a bit. Is it pretty loud? <laughs> it's not. It's, they're, they're, the, they're watching it. It's not me. <laughs> ah, fair enough. There's a picture again. Cool. I guess I will. <laughs> everyone just chomping at the bid. I thought he would go first, though. <laughs> I mean, fair. His name is Codrith, and I picture him late 30s, early 40s. Like middle aged, but still in good health. Fair. He is 45. He is a male, he is a cleric, and he is human. He is, because I even went through the look and everything, he's leanly muscled and covered in scars from previous fights. He has sharp eyes, and he is bald. Shaved head. No, he's alright with it. Means no one can grab his hair in a fight. <laughs> Ball joke. He's good with it. They just sort of slide right off. Wow. <laughs> I am using a mace and my fist, as Kratos demands. I guess we'll go with that as the god's name. Yes. 
sort of vermin. We infest everywhere and we just keep taking over. I'm going to say that's probably his outlook towards other humans. He feels he is a sterling example of how humans should be and that everyone else needs to pull themselves up and get better. <laughs> His god of choice is Kratos of the Bloody Harvest or Bloody Conquest. And his petition is personal victory. To gain the favor of his god, he must take someone on in trial by combat. His alignment is lawful evil. Well, when I was thinking about this god, it's this is someone who, he will help someone if he thinks they deserve it. At the same time, he will beat someone's ass just to prove he is better than them, because Kratos. Yeah. I mean, look at the picture I chose, all about the complex. He used to be just a foot soldier, just fighting for whatever cause would pay the most. And then he saw the light of Kratos as he was bleeding out in a ditch and dragged up. Uh, an older cleric who's since passed on. He fell in combat, as all clerics of Kratos should. Um, I did not give him one. Yes, he has passed on. Yes, he saw that he could handle himself better in a fight and was like, okay, if I don't want to die, I should probably be like that. They're more, not so much an organized church, I would say. They're more of just like a group of followers. They have a particular holy symbol, and they always seem to amass with mercenaries or sworn soldiers. Wherever you... Um, yeah, I'd say he himself has a worn copy of it that was given to him by his mentor before his passing. Yes. He did. Uh, he had a rather uneventful upbringing and was, you know, sworn to fight for a lord and then decided fighting was what he wanted and joined a mercenary company. Yeah. Not that he knows of, anyway. 
Um, just to continue to spread his religion, and now that there's an empire starting to quash down on magic, I would imagine they've decided to start, you know, selecting their own pantheon. So he's probably not too happy about that. Um... All right, so, um, and how did he come, uh, to be, uh, how, how did he come to be part of the rebellion that's fighting the, uh, the, uh, the oppression of magic? Um, well, that I wasn't quite sure about. So, the rebellion, how well actually built is it? Is it just a ragtag band? Or is it actually an organized front? Uh, it's an organized front. So um, where, where we're, where we're going to start off, uh, you, you guys will be in the service of um, the uh, the largest branch of the rebellion. But there, there's also some other okay. branches as well. So I'd say he either joined because he saw it as the greater fight. It's, hey, fight with the underdogs and you actually prove your worth. Or he saw it as, they don't like my god, I ain't having that. Yeah. All right, cool. And, all right. That's good for now. Um, okay. Oh, we got a little, we had a little bit of volume from uh, Jennifer just now. Let's see what's going on. Oh. I think she's going to try to log in log back off and see. Yeah. Right. Then, uh, all right, for now, we'll move on. Um, also, everyone, um, just be uh, sure to pay attention to what people are saying because you're going to have to fill out bonds in a little bit. And so you can kind of, from their story, decide how you're bonded to each, each other. So. Ah. All right. So, who wants to go next? All right, I'll go ahead. Uh, Melody Piper. She is a female uh, bard, right. an elvish, elven, uh, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, medium height, pointy ears, leather armor, average build, pale blonde with amber eyes. And um, age? Um, I'd say maybe about thirty-two. Thirty-two. Is that is that uh, where does that fall in um, sort of elven age ranges? Pretty young. Pretty young. All right. Um, so what you mean? I mean, what's a what's an average lifespan for an elf in this world? I'll say two hundred years. Okay. They're not much longer than humans, then. Yeah. All right. And uh, what weapon are you using? Um, I'm glad that I pulled this up. Um, weapon would be the um, dueling rapier. The um, from the list, it's you know. 
So a rapier, the okay. sword. And whip and the, the uh, your um, musical instrument of choice. The lute from the noble. All right. And um, so, what is uh, elven culture like in this world? You know, it's kind of people are apathetic. You know, it's no one, no one hates elves, but they're not like the the elves' best friend either. You know. Yeah. So do it's, it, how, it's on the radar pretty well. Yeah. So how do elves see themselves? Uh, do they think they're better than other people, or do they, they feel pretty just like common, or? They probably hold themselves in a little bit of a higher esteem than humans. Okay. All right. And um, so, uh, how did you become a bard? Well, I became a bard because um, I wanted to adventure, learn about the world. Okay. Uh, with some artistic talents, and I just kind of decided that that was something I wanted to do. Okay. Did someone teach you to be a bard, or is it something you just discovered on your own? Um, I'd say it was something that was probably self-learned and definitely not encouraged. So being a bard is not uh, something that other elves aspire to be? Not really something other elves aspire to be, you know. Um, okay. Parents weren't happy about it. They wanted, they wanted something a little more serious, but... So did... Um, so you, did your parents not approve of becoming a bard then? They, they definitely did not. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Um, what's your alignment? Um, chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral? Mm -hmm. And do, uh, do you subscribe to any sort of religion uh, as an elf or a bard? Religion of music. <laughs> okay, but you're not serving any gods of any sort. I feel that one. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Cool. And so, uh, perhaps your character had someone they looked up to. Is there someone that uh, that your character was uh, enamored with, or that uh, maybe thought made him a role model? Um. They looked up to uh, other bards, you know. Okay. So what? 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 Uh, is is there a race that is typically bards? I think that you know, barding a lot. Of, a lot of humans probably bard. Yeah. So we are a plague. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you? Did you have a lot of human friends then uh, coming up? Yeah. Okay. So you. So you're pretty like. You're pretty cool with humans. Yeah. Then, um, despite most elves not being cool with humans. Um, all right, cool. And do, what, what is your character's goal? What is Melody's goal in life? Money, talent, and adventure. Okay. And... All right. And your parents, are they anyone of note, or are they just pretty, like, standard, regular elf people? Living just bar hating parents. Huh? bar hating parents. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, all right, and what led you to join the Rebellion? Well, you know, to be a bar, you're, um, you're you have to be pro-magic, because it requires a lot of magic. And it's something I always wanted to do, and it was something that I always agreed with. Yeah. 
you know, it would, I'd be going against my friends and fellow bards and my own lifestyle. So I definitely had to be pro magic. Okay. Right. Um, and was there, was there, was there, um, anyone that enlisted you? Was there like, a, a figure that enlisted you or did you just, uh, did you just sign up of your own accord? I think that it was probably a band of, um, the bards that I was kind of working with. Okay. Like a bard guild maybe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, does the Bard Guild have a name? NSP. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> Mystic Loots. All right. Glute not accepted. <laughs> Mystic Glutes. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Good deal. All right. So, Mike, <coughs> what is your character's name and age? Uh, my character's name is A uh, Azar, and um, Spell that he is what? Spell that. Uh, A Z A R. All right. Yep. And he's uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. And what's your uh, your class is emulator, right? Yes. And your race? Um, uh, I guess he's somewhat uh, somewhat human, mixed with the elvish. So you're half elf. Yeah. Okay. Half elf, half human. All right. And uh, gender? As a male. Okay. And what do you look like? Um, he is uh, somewhat tall. Um, he has got some scars on him, um, but he's uh, short hair. Okay. Uh, yeah. And kind of All right. Um, and uh, what kind of weapon are you using? He's using a uh, a staff. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, let's see that uh that staff you got. Um, you uh you got that from somebody uh somebody important. Who was it? Um yeah, he got it from his grandfather. Grandfather. All right. And what's your grandfather's name? Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's make it uh, Beltar. Beltar? Yes. Uh, B E L T A R? Yes. Yes. The family right. must end in A R. Right. And, <laughs> and is, uh, yeah. is, 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 is dear old grandpa still alive or did he pass? Um, he did not. He is not still alive. He okay. did pass. Yeah, cool. All right. Nice. Um, so, uh, being a half elf, uh, what's that like? What's it like to be? A half -elf? Um, it's not easy. Um, every day is a bit of a struggle. Yeah, like he's so, got to prove something because he's you know half. So, uh, mixed breeds probably aren't aren't favorable in in this world. Uh, no. All right. Cool. All right. So, um, 
like let's say you walk into like a tavern or something um do people kind of like look at you and like talk behind your back whispers and stuff like that yeah they gave you some dirty looks yeah, yeah. so <laughs> now now um obviously mixed breeds not being um something that's favorable how did your parents meet um they met um kind of randomly um she was uh see my mother she was visiting um the town um from another one and uh, they just happened to to meet um uh, out i'd say outside just uh randomly just bumping into each other and just kind of okay just from there a little bit so like a love at first sight sort of thing yeah kind of now your parents still alive uh yes they are okay one of them definitely yeah <laughs> um all right <laughs> so um let's see you uh being an emulator um how did you become an emulator is that did you learn that from someone else or? uh yeah I, uh, my father he trained okay. me so your father yeah. was also an emulator yes um did he uh what kind of work did he do did he work for like government or did he work for like a like a blacksmith or like uh, i guess you could say more like blacksmith yeah, yeah blacksmith like a town blacksmith yeah all right, but in, El in Elvin Town, right? Yeah. Um, and then your mom, what did she do? Uh, she worked just, just local business, you know. Okay, so like she like a like a like a waitress or accountant or. Uh, a waitress actually. Yeah, waitress. Right. Yeah. At ye old tavern. Yeah. Cool. Um, now what was your uh your motivation for uh, joining joining the war? Um, you know, um, I want to do it because my father, because he was in a couple, you know, he was in a war. Okay. Is he still blacksmithing for the, uh, for the war effort or? Um, a little bit off and on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he doesn't not as work. much as he gets. Yeah. Getting older. Yeah. All right. So, cool. Now, do you have a religion that you subscribe to or are you, uh, are you faithless? What's going on? A little bit faithless right now. Yeah. yeah. He's still trying to learn. Still trying to learn. Cool. All right. Um, now, do do uh, do either of your parents have any sort of religion, or are they also are you just sort of similar to them? Um, no, they go. No, they have a they have a religion. Do they have um, the same religion? Huh? Do they have the same religion? Um, at first, no. Um, okay. My mother went somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, they do go with my father. Yeah. Father. Okay. And what what's uh? Do you know what god they they worship? Um. Not offhand. Okay, no. so so you, you basically just never never bothered to like yeah buy into that. Okay, right. Um, and what's your alignment? I am a uh, chaotic and a little bit neutral. Okay. Neutral. All right. Cool. All right. Um. And uh, so you'll see, you're twenty five. All right. Um, what are your goals? What is uh, what is your character seeking to accomplish in his life? Like, what is his life goal? Um, he just wants to be. He wants to please his father. He wants to wants to be proud of him. Okay. For, for so he wants to do something good. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Um. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so now, 
uh, we've had a moment um, to hear everyone's story. Uh, let's think about bonds for a second. Um, I'll give you like just a minute or so if you want to start filling those out. Um, Ryan Min. I actually have both of mine, I think. Okay. Well, you need to do at least three. Uh, you can do up to four. Okay. Um... The third one, I'm not sure. Hmm. And you, you can have uh, two people. You, you can have you can list a person more than once in bonds. I mean, you could have four bonds all with just one person. That's possible. Okay. Sorry, what's the spelling on Mike T's character's name again? A-Z-A-R. Yep. So you can, if you want, if you want to put your names in chat, uh, the spelling. You... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And we'll just work in our, um, if we decide to, or we're just going to work in our bond with Jennifer when she tells her story later. Yep. Um, it looks like she's having difficulties, so um, we'll probably slot her in uh, next week. So your characters will meet up with her character and we'll we'll devise some, some backstory and stuff with that when, when she pops in. Sometimes there's no accounting for that uh, that pesky internet. All right. So as you're filling in, um, Dylan, you said yours are done. Yeah, I right. just wrote out my third one. Cool. So let's uh, let's hear some bonds. So I had two with Melody because a bard would be one I'd be interested in. So the first one I went with the standard one. Melody is in constant danger. I will protect them and keep them safe. Oh, okay. She's a bard, I, and she's chaotic. I could see her walk into it and be like, and I'm going to talk to them, and then it going south. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so Melody, and then, do, do, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's explore that for a second. Melody, okay. do you know that uh, Kadroth thinks you're in constant danger? Nope. Completely unaware. Completely <laughs> unaware, of course. <laughs> All right. So, but do, do you feel like you're in danger? Sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Cool. All right. Um, and then, uh, what's what's your next one then? So the second one, I am trying to convince Melody to spread the tales of my faith. She's a bard. <laughs> what better way to spread a blossoming young religion than be like, "Yo, here's some cool stories you can sing about." You're going to love my uh, bonds then. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So, 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 Melody, um, how, how do you feel about that? Are, are, are you inclined to spread the word of Kratos? Well, there are, uh, there are definitely songs. Of, <laughs> of, I don't want to say exactly favorable. Of the bloody, bloody Kratos? Cool. So, so, do, yes. well, so, so does Melody think that um, Kadroth's whole, like, stern, angry, you know, bloody demeanor is kind of a joke? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. She just sees me as a grumpy dad. Yeah. Wow. Cool. No, that's good. Um, all right. And then what's your what's your other bond? And my other one was with Azar. 
I am working on converting Azar to my faith. He is wow. a young, powerful man that likes to be in a fire. He harnesses the power of fire. It's like, I want him on my side. And I'm starting to get on in years. He's going to live longer than me. I need to pass on this worn book to him. Yes, well, the, the priests do love the young man. I get it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Don't worry. If he rejects my religion, I'll just add his shoes to my collection. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, Azar, uh, yes. are you aware that he's trying to convert you to his religion, or do you think he's just like an old man who's rambling? <laughs> could, be, could be an old man just rambling, yeah. but, you know, we can test it out. We can yeah. So, so you're, you're not buying in, though? You're... You're just like, ah, whatever. This crazy Shut little up. guy keeps muttering to me about blood and stuff. All right, cool. All right. And on the third day, Kratos said, more punching. <laughs> awesome. no, All right, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. Yep, good. Azar trusted me with a secret. He did, okay. I trusted you with a secret, is that what you said? Yeah. So, Azar, what, what was the secret that you uh, entrusted Melody with? Maybe it's a secret I can't tell you, right? For the sake of uh, the, the meta, where we as the players know, but the characters don't know, what is, what is the secret? Um, Maybe, uh, let's see, I have a hidden talent. Oh, you have a hidden talent. What's that talent? <laughs> um, not even my parents know the talent, but I have a, perhaps an ability, uh, an ability that I have. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, uh, musical theater. So I, I will, I will posit um, to tell you that anything that you leave open, um, <laughs> I will take and use as a narrative tool later. So if you don't, if you don't give it a name now, then I will reveal what your talent is later of my own choosing. Okay. That's cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I embrace chaos. So that's that's uh. What was that? Just so you know. I embrace the chaos. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. So, what's, uh, what's your next bond then? Kodroth is often the butt of my jokes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we saw that com coming. Now, Kodroth, yeah. do, you, do you know she's great. making? Does she know you're making jokes about her, or do you just think she's silly bard <laughs> just saying stuff? I just hear it and go, "Huh, those damnable bards." She yeah. means well, but <laughs> oh my head god, up in the clouds <laughs> with that loot. Uh, you're like, go see my apple tree. <laughs> <laughs> She's like three steps from apple tree. It's like, one day. <laughs> one day. All right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that made sense. All right, next. Kodrop does not trust me for good reason. <laughs> wow. So so this this mistrust, Kodrop, why? why uh, do, do you, okay, well, hold on. Do you really not trust her, or is that just her perception of you? That's probably her perception it's like she's a i have a like my gut feeling is like she's a decent person at heart and she will one day do some good in the world it might help me okay. but she's also really flighty yeah well bards right all right cool all right so so uh then melody what what has made you believe that he doesn't trust you you know just the apple tree um <laughs> <laughs> Always offering you apples. You're like, mm, old man, offer me apples. I'm not sure about like this. I've seen enough Disney movies to know where that's going. Right. Well, because you're, you're I mean, also, you're also, I mean, you're you're 32, but max age is 100, so you're really more like, uh, age-wise, early 20s probably for like an elf. Yeah. So you're still you're still pretty pretty green, and old man offering you stuff. It's creepy. 
Yeah. yeah. I got it. And it could be my protection of her makes her think I don't trust her. It's like she talks to a guy and then later he disappears. Yeah. And I'm like there. She's like, oh, he's taking away suitors. Really, it's like, well, she was going to get mugged. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, do you have any more? Or is that it? I'll start with three. All right, cool. All right. These are bonds. Let's do this. Uh, the first one is for uh, Melody. Um, has felt the hellish touch of fire, and now they know my strength. <laughs> okay. How? Okay, Melody, what happened? <laughs> I'm going to say probably an accident because, you know, I don't think he means any, you know, hurt towards me, but I don't know. Okay, was it was there an altercation? Were you all like playing cards? Were you just like dancing and it got it got, it got a little like you know a little heated? <laughs> I'm guessing he got drunk and you know he was for somebody else. Okay, all right, cool. So it was a, a good times accident. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And uh, so what's next? Um, I would teach Melody the true meaning of sacrifice. Oh. Okay, so that's interesting. You always had to burn me. Please be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, just your stuff. So, um, so I guess you feel like Melody hasn't hasn't uh, had to sacrifice anything in her life at this point, really. Um, so, uh, do you know how you want to teach her the true meaning of sacrifice, or what that what that really means? What does that entail? Or is it just um, a feeling that you have? Just a feeling. Okay. Just a feeling. All right, and Melody, do you know? That, uh, he wants you to, to learn about sacrifice. Do you know he has these sort of like feelings of, of uh, your naivety, I guess? I think that it's pretty obvious that everybody thinks I'm pretty naive, but you know. But, but, do, but does Melody know that? Probably not. Yeah. But okay. uh, like I said, you know, the only sacrifice she's known is really the love of her, fa her parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh. Right. Um, and then, what's your uh, what's your next bond then? Um, and I cast something into the fire for Kodroth, and still owe them their due. Okay, okay. So, um, Kodroth, what what was cast in the fire? Uh, children. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> dwarven, dwarven children. It was probably an older weapon that had served me well for years that I had grown bonded to. It would have had to have been something of sentimental value for an emulator to want it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Um, this weapon, this old weapon that you had, was it the one that you uh, used prior to receiving um, your new weapon? We'll say it was a it was a previous mace. It was a worn and ragged thing, but it was from my mentor. Okay. Well, but you got. The mace you're using now, you got from your mentor now, yes? Oh, sorry. Um, I guess that's why I got one from my mentor. It was my original one. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so maybe you had him throw it in after you received the new one, because you're like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Let's, you know, we'll sacrifice like, this. Sure. It served me well, but this one has been passed down between two clerics. Yeah. It means more. So maybe maybe uh, it seems like um, casting your old mace in the fire... Um, was a sacrifice so that you could bond with your new mace, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Just make stuff up. That's what we do. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. So, um, we know kind of how we all know each other. Um, so, 
uh, let me let me explain first of all, sort of uh, just as a refresher, how this game works. Mm -hmm. um, Dungeon World is a fiction-first game. Uh, that means that we're going to talk about what we want to do, talk about what the world, what's going on in the world, um, and then we're going to apply the rules to what we're talking about. So um, the fiction is the most important thing. The uh, the rules are just devices uh, to govern that fiction, right? Um, so anytime you want to do something and I tell you to roll plus a stat, you're going to roll two d6 dice. So two six-sided dice you're going to roll um, plus whatever the modifier is. So for instance, if I say roll two d6 plus dex, you'll look at your dex box and whatever the plus or minus or just blank that there is, you'll add that to the dice roll. Uh, so let's say you roll a four and you have a plus two on your dex, then your, your total roll is a six. Um, it's a pretty simple system. Um, uh, something else to be aware of is whenever you take damage, uh, you're going to want to deduct your armor for, from it. Um, you, uh, your armor rating is going to be um, based on what you're wearing. On your sheet, you have uh, probably the second sheet for your character. There's a list of um, things that you have, your weapons and your armor. Um, most of you are probably going to have an armor rating of one. Because um, you can choose uh, to wear a piece of clothing that adds an armor to you. So when something attacks you, um, you're going to deduct your armor rating from that attack, unless it's an attack that negates armor, and I will tell you when that's the case. Um, so, like, if if the enemy rolls a four and you have one armor, you're only going to take three damage off your total HP. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, and uh, those are sort of the the basic rules. Those are things you need to know most. Um, so typically, um, if you're going to do something that triggers a move, um, I will tell you, oh, that's a move roll for it. Um, uh, you do have special abilities, that's also listed on your character sheet under the special moves section. Um, and they have their own um, requirements, so anytime you want to trigger a special move, um, it'll follow the rules on your sheet for that. Just tell me that you want to do it. So, um, whether it's Cure Light Wounds or Bardic Lore or any of that kind of stuff. Alright? Um, beyond that, uh, we're pretty much just going to play the game. Uh, okay. Any questions before we start? It won't let me um, change my armor on the digital sheet, so just remember that I have one armor. Well, you need to remember that. <laughs> you well, no, no, I was saying, like, that's yeah. a, a question. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, because uh, you, you were responsible for managing your own health. I, I don't see it. Okay. Um, I'm not there to manage it. If you die, that's on you. All right. But it's an automatic one in your armor. No, well, it depends on what you're wearing, but most people will have one uh, oh. as their armor. It depends on what clothing you're wearing. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's set a scene. All right, so you're uh, you're going to be in a trench. So the war is going on, and um, you and your unit have been uh, summoned to um, to do a mission. So, let's see here. Yep. That. All right. So, you're in the trench, and uh, 
you've uh, you've been assigned your unit, the four of you are a unit, um, and they've brought in someone to sort of guide you on this mission you're about to undertake. Uh, this guy's name is Remy, Remy Faust. He's a human electromancer. Uh, he's 67 years old, um, and uh, he's, he's been doing war for a while now. Um, there is another unit uh, beside you. Uh, this unit is... Um, they're, uh, they're, it's a group of quad abs. Um, if you don't know what a quad ab is, it's sort of this uh, shelled turtle-esque uh, creature. Um, the, uh, the quad ab team is made up of assassins. Their names are uh, Mikey, Leo, Raph, and Donnie. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, and they're, they're being led by another mage named Denny. Denny and Remy, they're, uh, they're brothers. Uh, twin brothers, um, and the only thing that really that you can tell them apart with is that um, Remy, Remy Faust, who is leading you, has got a scar right across his uh, left eye. Yep. Um, so they've called you together, and they're telling you um, that there are uh, two magic cannons on the opposing side, and they've gotten intel that uh, the opposing side wants to use these magic cannons wipe out the uh, the site you're at um, where you are currently is the headquarters for the resistance um, it's a place that's been uh, guarded for a long time uh, this war has been raging on for over 100 years and this has always been a hot spot um, but um, the uh, the side of magic has always um, managed to defend it um, there is at the heart of this a, uh, a holy artifact that they've been studying for years. They believe that if they can um, release the magic inside this artifact, that it will turn the tide of the war. Um, so this obviously is a very important site. Um, as you know, the uh, Minotaurs and the Dwarves um, started the war, like I said, well over 100 years ago. Um, and uh, their goal is to wipe out magic. Um, and only and only dole it out to the people they see fit. Um, they're uh, think think a little bit like Star Wars. They're they're sort of like the Empire in in a sense. Um, they pretty much rule all of the lands, um, and they they uh, they want all the power for themselves. Um, they've also taken to killing um, innately magical creatures like Fey. Um, so your 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 satyrs and your pixies and. Um, things like that, they're, they're um, wiping them out, genocide. Um, because uh, it's, it's harder to control creatures who are just inherently magic. Um, so the, uh, the plan is um, your teams are going to split up and take out the, can the cannons sort of simultaneously. Uh, there are some dwarven mine shafts that have been abandoned for years um, that uh, uh, the two brothers, Remy and Denny, know about. Uh, and they're going to lead you guys through the, the uh, mine shafts to get you to these cannons where you can disable them and stop the destruction of the, uh, the site that you're at. So, uh, while you're in the trench, are there any interactions you want to uh, sort of pursue? Um, so, to get, know more about these magic cannons, I would spout lore? Sure, yeah, okay. Um, so what is the modifier on that? Intelligence? Wisdom. So it's something that's past knowledge, right? It's something you, you already oh. know. Um, four, five, seven. Going to spout lore. Okay, cool. 
so you know the magic cannons have been um, being built for a while now, and they've they've just recently um, had their completion. Uh, they use an immense amount of uh, electrical magic to uh, to do their to do their work. Um, if if they go off, they will decimate the entire city. Um, everything will be gone. So, uh, and that's all the intel that you have so far. All right. So, are you ready to uh, go ahead and embark on your mission? Yes. All right. Cool. All right. So, I'd say we gathered together and we all got told this. Yes. Yeah. So we're with uh, Remy. Codrith will address uh, the other group. The what did you call them? Quadras. Quadavs. Quadavs. And Denium. He'll be like, "We will take this on, and we will take our cannon before you even get to yours." (laughs) (laughs) He's Uh, highly competitive. Sure, sure. The uh, the the one named Mikey. uh, He he gets he he comes back and he's like, "Yo, dude." We'll get this. We're we're the, we're totally tubular. We can we can knock this out. You don't even know it. And then 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 we'll have magical tomato pie when we're done. If you can beat us to the cannons, I will happily buy the first one. If I win, however, you buy a round. And uh, so then then uh, Mikey puts his puts his fist up for a fist bump. Claudia reciprocates. Nice. All right. All right. Cool. So, uh, so you make your way. Uh, you take separate directions because uh, you're heading down different paths. Um, and uh, Remy uh, turns back um, and looks at his brother as, you, as you're walking back and uh, holds up a fist uh, and says, Godspeed. And uh, then he does the same. and They sort of part ways. So uh, you make your way through the trenches, trenches pushing your way past uh, all the... Uh, all the soldiers that are on the lines, you know, trying to trying to uh, ready up for their the next wave that they're sending in. Um, the war is screaming around you. There's magic blasts and and artillery shells coming through. It's it's uh, it's it's quite the uh, the scene that you're going through. Um, and uh, as you make your way through, you start passing through some some tunnels built into the trenches, um, and then you come to a set of um, Openings where there's a ladder going down. So uh, you descend the ladder, uh, which takes you down into the mine shaft, and you start making your way through this mine. Um, it's uh, it looks like it's been abandoned for a while. Um, all the uh, mine cars and stuff are pretty pretty worn down, broken, decayed. Um, you can see the remnants of a mining operation, but um, there's not much going on beyond that. Uh, so as as you're walking along, uh, you start noticing uh, sort of signs of, of maybe uh, recent settlement. Uh, you see um, some like cave drawings. You see some like primitive bowls. Um, is there any, any thoughts you have at the moment or anything you want to do? Um, I'd like to try to figure out where these balls came from. Okay. All right. Uh, 
Would that be discern reality or? Yeah, you can do that. Maybe that'll be uh, um, intelligence on that one. So my intelligence is not great. This was zero. That is a nine total. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, you can you can tell that the uh, the bowls and whatnot um, are from uh, some pr- primitive cave dwelling creatures. Could be coblins. Could be kobolds. Um, you uh, you inspect them a little deeper, and you see that some of the food in them is fresh. Uh, and you notice some tracks on the ground sort of leading in the direction that you're going. So, it looks like we have company. We need to be cautious. Alright. So do you proceed? Um, yeah. How dark is it? Uh, it's it's not too dark. There is some uh, magic lighting going through. Um, and uh, so you're, you're okay at the moment. Just in case, um, Codrith is going to look at, well, do elves, how well do they see in the dark in this? Uh, Amanda. Say what, Amanda? I did not hear you. Yeah. I was saying, is is that something that, you know, I would would say that the elves can see a little bit better than, than humans in the dark, but not like, you know, not like that. Not, not, not like a dwarf, maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. Okay. So um, maybe, maybe not maybe not full dark vision, but you know, definitely better. Like maybe like a cat. We'll say. Melody, perhaps you should take the lead, and Codrith is going to proceed to uh, cast light on his mace to create like a torch. Oh, so you want to cast? Uh, there is a there's a move for that. One of your. Um... Yeah, it's a uh, cast spell, so I have to do that for ropes as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh God, I get a four. Okay, sure. With plus two, <laughs> so six. But so no, it four. was a four total. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's that. Um, so yeah, you go, you go to uh, cast your spell. Um, you have some options on there on casting a spell. Um, what are they for your? Uh... It says on a seven through nine. It doesn't say what happens when you completely okay. fail. It completely failed. That means that means I get to do things to you then. Um, so yeah, you uh, you uh, you cast your your light magic, and uh, you sort of cause the magic in the area to go a little haywire, and it darkens, uh, and um, sort of uh, as as that happens, um, Remy looks back at you, and he's like, he's like, what the hell, you simpleton? And uh, about that time, uh, you hear a lot of skittering and pitter pattering. Uh, around you, um, what do you do? I've done a lot, so I'll let them take the lead. Cool. Um, well, I know um, perhaps our uh, maybe our emulator could do something that would cause some light, maybe or yeah, yep, yeah, I can uh, spark some flames in there. All right, and uh, get it going. All right. See what we can see. So, um, I think you have a move uh, where maybe you create a, a weapon covered in flame or something. Um, Burning Brand, I think, is the name of it. Burning uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you uh, conjure a weapon of pure flame. Yeah. Yep. Is that something you want to do? Yeah, yeah. I right. can uh, try to use that. Yeah, there's a yeah. role for that. 
What's that? There's a roll for that. It's a... uh yeah, it's a roll plus the constitution. Okay, so yeah, roll, roll your two d six plus uh, constitution. Which one is it? So the D6 and the, the number two that's beside it. Okay. Eight. All right, and what's your constitution? Your modifier? Sixteen. All right, so, two, so ten total then, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah, okay. So tell me, what kind, what kind of weapon do you create? Um, I create uh, a flame, like uh, almost like my staff, but like a... It's like a... I guess you can kind of... Get it like that, like, like a staff, like a fire, like a fire rod. Yeah, fire rod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right so yeah, sure. You create your you. Uh, so tell tell me, how does that happen? How does it form? Are you like Voltron, or how, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kind of like uh, conjure it up, um, kind of by using my own staff itself. Um, okay. But uh, I just kind of like, you know, like maybe I smash on the ground or something like that, and then just kind of like, like pull it up out of the ground, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, as as you do so, um, uh, suddenly the room is illuminated by the fire, and um, you're now surrounded by five kobolds. All right. So we need to. So, um, as 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 the kobolds are revealed, um, uh, Remy Remy exclaims, "God's sakes, not kobolds!" This is the last thing I wanted to deal with right now. This is exactly what I wanted to deal with. And Codrick brandishes his mate. So we form into, I say we form in defensive positions and kind of around each other, you know, back to back. So so does your character sort of uh, yell that out? Um, Yeah, yeah. All right. And does everyone comply? Padras um, is going to be hard-headed and go, first blood goes to me, and he's going to charge out ahead to prove his worth. Sure, okay, so... Um, like I said, you've got, you've got kobolds um, on, uh, on sort of all sides of you there surrounding you in sort of a pentagram-ish um, fashion. Uh, so um, you're lashing out one of them, I assume? Yeah, that's hack and slash, right? Yep. I am going to use strength. Um, okay, I'm switching dice. That's a three. Total? Yeah. Wow. I'm switching my D6s. These okay. are terrible, apparently. So, yeah, yeah. Kraken's betrayed me. <laughs> so, yeah, you... Uh, well, um, the nice thing about Dungeon World is whenever you fail, you mark experience. So, if you, if you ever get a six or less... You mark one experience for that failure. Um, this, okay. is, this is the primary way that you will level up. We learn through our failures, um, and so do your characters, right? So, uh, so yeah, you go to you go to swing your mates, um, but as, you, as you're going to swing your mates, you're getting further and further away from the light source, uh, and so your aim is just a little bit off. Um, and so you swing, but the kobold ducks the last second, uh, sweeping you in the leg, um, and uh, doing. Um, some damage. So three damage. You're gonna take three damage as you uh, slip and fall and hit the ground from being swept. Damn lizard! Next <laughs> one's mine. And it, it, sort of, it sort of just looks at you with his glowing, glowing red eyes and hisses. He goes. <laughs> I hiss back. <laughs> All right. So uh, what is our what is our bard doing? Okay, so I'm gonna follow the next 
slash um, tree, but I'm going to stay close um, to the cooperating member of the group, Azar, yeah. um, and attack the one closest to me. Okay. Um, roll for the hack and slide. Yep. Okay, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't play. I can't see the dice. I don't. It's not set to show your dice, so um, oh. you'll see what you got. Okay, so we'll just go with the first roll because I clicked it twice. Okay, it's a nine. Okay. Is, that, is that with your uh, your modifier? Um, it's gonna be it, dex for, for you. Be dex. I clicked on it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so nine. All right, good, cool, good deal. All right, um, oh, so that's probably in chat then. Let me switch over to chat. Yep. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, you go to attack. Tell me, uh, well, let's go ahead and roll for damage too. Uh, so roll. What is your damage? A d six. Um. Yep. So roll for damage. Okay. Three. Okay, cool. So you're gonna do some damage to this kobold. Tell me how you do it. Well, I have my uh, my sword. Um, I take a slash at it. I mean, it's kind of low, so I'm trying to basically take off its head. Okay. So um, yeah. So maybe uh, you, you don't quite hit its head, uh, but you catch it in the shoulder for sure. Um, okay. And uh, you slice across its bicep, and it's sort of spilling some blood out. Uh, and it grabs its arm. Um, and so as it's doing that, it's uh, it's going to be a little prone. Um, but sort of as you're doing that, uh, one of the other ones um, uh, comes at you and uh, slashes you across the chest as he runs by uh, to join the one that you just attacked. Um, and so you're going to take some damage on that. Uh, don't forget your armor rating. Um, okay, my armor will be one. Yep, so you're going to take uh, three damage and then... Uh, minus minus your armor. So. All right. All right. Uh, so, um, Azar, what are you doing? Yes. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, um, I see that she's been hurt. She's been attacked. So I'm gonna go try to go help her out. All right. Attack. So are you gonna attack the one that she attacked or the one that attacked her? Uh, the one that attacked her. Okay. All right. So uh, roll two d six plus your uh, strength. <laughs> D6, so just a two, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it is a four plus one, it's a five. And the damage I have is like a D8. Well, yeah, so you're, not, you're probably not going to do any damage because you got a five, and then what's okay. your. Uh, What's your strength modifier? Twelve. Okay. Um, plus zero. All right. So yeah, plus zero. All right. So yeah, you uh, you go to swing. Um, and you're swinging the one that she attacked. Um, but of course, it's together now with the one, uh, the one that attacked her. It's together with the one that um, that she attacked, and it's sort of recovered at the moment. So as as you're swinging coming in, um, it tucks and rolls to the floor and uh, and uh, trips you up and you fall uh, sort of face first on the ground uh, and you're you're going to take uh, a wee bit of damage on that. So uh, one damage. 
on that for you. Uh, okay. You've got an armor rating, I think, of one, so you'll you'll effectively take no damage. Okay. Yep. All right, so, uh, Kadroth, what's going on? Kadroth is pissed. He's going to proceed to drop his mace and try to just grab one kobold to smack another one with the kobold. Okay, all right. Uh, so that's going to be a, a feat of strength. So, yep. Yeah. Hiss at me, will you? <laughs> um, much better. Cthulhu loves me. That's why I switched to these dice. Um, nine plus one, uh, ten. Sweet. All right. So you're grabbing the one that sort of uh, that knocked you down, I assume, because you're closest to it. Yeah, the one that hurt me. Yep. And so uh, you've got one sort of to the left and to the right of you. Which one do you attack with it? I've got the kobold probably in my right hand. I'm going to like backhand the one on my right with him. Okay. All right. So, um, on that, uh, roll for damage. Mine is a d6. Um, do I add anything to the damage? Uh, no. Um, okay. but what you can do, uh, you got a 10 plus, so you can, um, you have the opportunity to uh, do an additional uh, d4 of damage, um, but it will open you up to attack. Kondrath is all about endangering himself for the better fight, so right. he is definitely going to do it. All right. So on the first one, I got a three, and the second one a four. Uh, seven total damage. Seven total damage. All right, cool. All right, so um, describe to me how you uh, how you chuck one at the other. I just grab him up by the neck. You hear him gulp for a moment as he tries to hiss at me again. I just go, no, just swing him straight down at the one beside me. Okay, cool. All to right. my right. So yeah, he comes crashing down on the one, um, pinning them uh, both on the ground. Uh, as you do that... Um, Remy, Remy comes up uh, and um, puts his hand on top of the two of them and unleashes uh, a fierce lightning attack, um, jolting through the both of them um, and uh, frying them to an absolute crisp. They are, they are dead. Um, however, the downside is um, it's mine and it's sort of there in like a little pool of uh, water uh, which you were also standing in. Um, so you, you get a little residual shock off that, uh, off that attack, unfortunately. Uh, and then okay. you're, nope, just one. Just one. Uh, you're gonna take two damage on that. Uh, and this will ignore armor because it's uh, a magic able attack. Uh, I was gonna say, my armor eats it, but it does not. Okay. Uh, but two kobolds are now dead. Um, so meanwhile, um, what's Melody doing? Well, to save Carver, I'm not Um... <laughs> I, will, I will use that function, but I don't know. It doesn't say what you rolled for. So, able to interfere. What, what do you roll for that? What are you? What are you doing? Sorry. Either interfere move. Who are you aiding or interfering? Um, I would be aiding Kaldroff with it. Well, he's he's already like successfully done all of that, so you don't really need to aid or interfere in what he's doing. Okay, I thought that um, I thought that we had more to fight. Sorry, what? I thought we had more to fight. You do, but so so what? Aid or interfere does is basically it allows you to 
uh, boost or or um, lessen someone else's role. Okay, because I thought that it would basically for the next attack or something. No, no. no. Um, now you could you could aid um, you could aid Azar in doing an attack. Okay, then I would definitely like to do that. Okay, so then Azar, uh, you're going to are you going to attack? Yeah. All right. So who who are you attacking? Uh, the one that's left. We have one left. Uh, there's still three left, actually. There's um, one that's still sort of uh, on the sidelines as it's going on, um, and then you have the two in front of you, one that Melody attacked, and the one that attacked um, her and you. So. Um, I'll do the one that uh, attacked her. Okay. All right. So, uh, so yeah, roll 2d6 plus your strength then. Okay, so strength. Well, let's get, hold on, let's get, let's get, um, you know, Mike to roll first. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, 2d6, I'll roll that one. That's uh, a 4, 3, so 7, and, um, we're doing this off strength? Yeah. Okay, it's 12, still. Well, no, what's your, what's your, um, your, uh, your modifier? Well, 0, right? So, okay. Oh, yeah, seven. yeah. And then, um, then you'll do, uh, Melody, you, you do, um, your roll plus bonds, basically. Um, so, um, you got a five, and then how many bonds do you have with uh, Mike's character? One. Just one. So you got a six. So um, your your aid is not helpful. <laughs> uh, so, but here's what happens, right? Um, okay. So go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, All right. Azar. Okay. Oh, okay. The uh, so the D we're using that one. Yeah, whatever, whatever your damage roll is. Uh, the uh, D eight. Okay. Yeah. The two. Which one? Uh, which one? One one D eight. Uh, yeah, I guess the two. That's where it starts. No, no, no. It's uh, you just click the 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 actual thing that says D eight. Oh, okay, I did. Okay. Yep. Four. All right. Um, and you're attacking that one. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna sort of critically wound it. It won't be dead, but it'll be near death. Um, explain to me how that happens. How I do it? Yeah, how do you you hit it? Um, I just take a a run and just run and force with my fist and just like hit it right and just... Okay, you're not using your, are you using your weapon at all? Um, yeah, 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 I'll use my weapon. Yeah, I'll I'll just run at it and just kind of like take a a big big swing at it. Alright, cool. So yeah, you you catch it across the face. um, Yeah. And, uh... Because you because your pole's on fire, right? You're doing a lot of like fire damage. You're singeing its face. Yes. Um, you melt half of his face off, face off as you're doing it. Um, the uh, and um, our our good friend Melody um, is coming in to help. She wants to help. She wants to be helpful. Uh, so she's running in to help at the same time. Um, but sort of as she runs to help, hit help, and you hit him across the face. Uh, you knock him into her. Uh, and, uh, uh, <laughs> so she takes uh, three damage, um, minus your armor rating, of course, um, as the kobold comes slamming into you uh, from the side. All right. Yep. So, all right. So just to recap, what's going on? We have the two together. One's critically injured. Uh, the other one is is injured, and then we have the one um, who's sitting on the wayside. But he's now uh, he's pretty upset, and he's charging in to sort of attack um, the three of you. 
Um, Carbuck, what are you doing? Um, well, my two, well, two of the five are dead. They seem to be struggling. I'm just going to turn and go, Remy, hold the spot. I'm going to go help. Okay. And actually, I'm going to look back and I'm going to try to bless one of them. Um, I'm going to bless Azar. Uh, Azar, aim for the center mass. You know you suck at going for the head. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to proceed to uh, bless him. So I roll for the spell. That's plus wisdom. That is a nine. So it goes off, but I have to choose a negative. Um, I'm going to say we... I draw unwelcome attention. So basically in this big flash, uh, Azar's weapon begins to glow even further beyond the flame light, and then something bad happens. Alright, so the bless, uh, what, what, are, what are you blessing it with? Um, just the bless spell, so he has a plus one ongoing. Now. Okay. Yep. Uh, Alright, so yeah, plus one, two rolls. Alright, yep. All right, good deal. Alright, so... Um, Let's see, Azar, you've just been blessed. Um, as that's happening, the one that was running towards the group uh, is now ro- running solely towards uh, Kadroff, uh, weapon drawn. Uh, let me get you to roll a Defy Danger on that, actually. Um, if you roll 2d6 plus your dex. 2d6? No, uh, Kadroff. Oh, oh, plus my dexterity? Yeah. Um, 10 plus 0, 10. Okay. Yeah, so he goes. He goes in uh, with his with his claws slashing. He comes in and he runs, uh, and uh, you sort of just sidestep him as he kind of runs and stumbles past you. Um, okay. Uh, so meanwhile, um, Azar, what's up? What's up? What's that? What, 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 what you doing? What's happening? Um, am I am I in the helping mood? Am I in that like? No, no, no like you're, you can just attack something, or you know, it's up to you. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll attack it. Yeah. All right, which one? one is whichever one is like the the weakest. All right, so the one, the one that's like for Harvey Dent. The one, yeah, yeah, the one that I fucking didn't yep. didn't kill. Yep. All right, cool. So roll roll two d six plus strength on that. All right. Uh, six. Which strength? Your plus. Strength. Oh, uh, 12, 12. So still zero. So okay. Um, but he gets a plus one from bless. Yeah, plus one from bless. Yeah, bumps bumps up to seven. So you're, you're gonna you're gonna make some some progress on that. Okay, right. cool. Um, so yeah, uh, roll. Go ahead and roll for damage then. That's one one d eight. I rolled the d eight too. No, just just uh, click on the actual word. D8. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, four. Cool. All right. So, um, yeah, you, uh, so tell me, you, you're gonna, you're gonna murder this kobold. Tell me how you yep. murder him. I'm gonna use my, use my flaming staff and this fire whip is just gonna come out and just strangle the son of a bitch on the, on the neck and just, like, wrangle him down and just, like, all right, cool. Take, so, yeah, yeah. Takes his head off. You, uh, yeah, you, you swing your staff, uh, and you, uh, your, 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 uh, your staff just sort of melts right through his neck, uh, throwing yep. it from his body. Um, uh, but sort of as, as you do that, um, uh, the bottom half of his body sort of like um, gets all sort of sticky and melty and sticks to the end of your staff. Uh, and so, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, look at this. And so, yeah, now, now you're sort of just like shaking your staff, trying to trying to free it, um, uh, sort of making you prone for the moment. 
Um, meanwhile, Melody, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to go with the hack and slash again. And yeah. the one that I'm going to attack is... Um, where, where are the other two? Like the, the two right. cobalt. So you got one, well, you got one over by uh, Kadrov who, ju who just sidestepped his attack. And then you have the one um, that, uh, that you attacked initially and then that tripped up um, tripped up Azar. Uh, so he's just he's just past Azar. Let's uh, let's keep attacking the one that uh, attacked. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> yeah. Two D six plus Dex then. Oh god. So sad. Now you missed. Damn. Yeah. All right. So um. So are you, and you're using your uh, was you have a rapier I think. Yeah. Yep. So you uh, you run in swinging your rapier or wildly you just run in and you're like ah <laughs> and uh, and the kobold just sort of like is staring at you like you're a crazy person maybe a little bit um, and uh, he sort of just like jumps back and uh, you thinking you're going to make contact sort of stumble forward uh, and as you do he like kind of turns and whips you with his tail and um, you sort of fall to the floor. Uh, and you take uh, just a wee bit of damage. Well, it's uh, one damage minus your armor rating, though. So you just hit the ground. Um, no, no real harm to you. Uh, Cobalt mid flat. Okay. I know. Uh, Godruff, uh, what's what's going on? So, uh, to figure out, do Cobalt speak the same language? They speak a uh, they speak Cobalt language. I mean, he he might speak he might speak um, the common. Um, you can try and talk to him if you want to. I was going to look at him and go, you and me, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Does he appear to... I don't know. Let's see. Let's roll some charisma on that. <laughs> yeah, negative one. Let's see how this goes. Oh one time God. math with Dylan. What's a three minus one? That's a, that's a two. He clearly does not understand common... Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, he uh, he starts running towards uh, good old Remy. Yeah, Remy's got this. <laughs> um, so would that be my action for this moment? Yeah, I, I, you can take another action. That's fine. You're just yelling words. Um, as he turns his back on me, I am highly insulted. It's like I just challenge him to personal combat. He's trying. He said Remy's the bigger threat, and I am upset with this. Okay. So I am going to just proceed to just. We'll say tackle him to the ground and proceed to just pummel him. Okay, so it's like um, this is just going to be a bar fight now. So I'm, I'm going to take a moment too and explain something um, about this game. Uh, this game employs what's called fictional positioning. Um, so if you can if you can make an argument for uh, having advantage over the enemy because of where you are or what it is you are doing, um, it's possible that you can be granted. Um, a plus to your roll or extra damage or something to that effect, right? Okay, I would say from that, seeing as he's just turned his back on me and he's mm -hmm. looking at Remy, who's probably still crackling with lightning, yep. it's like, I probably have uh, the advantage, because he's like, yeah, he's not a threat, he's going for the Electromancer, and then bam, Kadra. So yeah, so I would definitely grant advantage on that, you can have a plus one to your roll um, for, for attack. Alright, um... That will be an 11 with the plus one on top of my strength. Okay. Yeah, so uh, then go ahead and roll for damage. All right, so I just like, as he turns his back on me, you just hear this quick draconic yelp as he just gets slammed into the ground well, and I proceed just 
smash the back of his head. Go ahead and roll for damage because we'll we'll see if maybe Sorry. five damage. Five damage. Okay, so you're gonna kill him. So uh, ex explain how that happens. I just slam into him and just knock him to the ground and then just unceremoniously grab my shield in both hands and just bring it down on him. Okay, awesome. Yep. Uh, and as 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 you do so, he he, he lets out sort of a. Uh, a cry, almost a yelp, where he goes, and you know, sort of just fades off, right? Yeah. Um, and um, Remy, Remy sort of uh, looks at you um, with some amount of uh, of uh, amusement and horror all at the same time. It's a mixed feeling he's got. Um, As he's looking at me in horror, you just see me like grab some of the draconic blood on a finger and just a stripe down my face, <laughs> not breaking eye contact. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, so Azar, what are you doing? I am just watching this all unfold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, so so, so uh, sort of in in the standard order of things, you've got a moment to sort of attack if you want. Um, okay. So there's still there's still one kobold left, uh, the one that that uh, neither you nor Melody can seem to hit. He's, he's the the dark wing. He's the dark wing duck of kobolds apparently. Yeah, right. Um, I give it another shot of attacking this thing. Yeah, okay. So, um, I roll was it D six okay. and see what we get seven. And 12, 0, so. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and roll for damage, too, then. Okay. Oh, by the way, what about uh, plus six. one? Say what now? Oh, yeah, plus yeah, one. Don't forget a bless. Yeah, oh, yeah, so... Um, so, uh, okay, so you would have gotten an eight total, then, really. Um, yeah, so you're going to kill it? Uh, tell me how it happens. Cool. Um, I'm going to say, finally! I get this bastard! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I use my fire, use my use my fire staff again. I just so so I'm, you you've still got the uh, the other kobold stuck to the end of your staff, right? So that's just okay. That's true. So I mean, you can hit the, the the one kobold with the dead kobold body. That's up to you, or you know, Ugh. right? Let's do it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, so you just slam slam one burning just, kobold I, corpse. Yeah, I just slam it down and just bam, just yeah. slam it right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, so you definitely do that, um, crushing one or the other, uh, you just crush the other one, um, and the other one's still sort of a flame, um, and, uh, sort of their, 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 their blood and stuff is, uh, tainting your fire rod, and you lose, you lose your, your fire rod. Um, you, you still, you still have your regular rod, this is just the one you conjured up, so, um, but it's, it's gone now. Um, but, it's okay, the fight is over. That's true. Yep. So, right. Uh, so um, the fight's over, and uh, so you 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 uh, take a moment to sort of regroup, um, and uh, uh, Remy uses some of his lightning to sort of reactivate some of the lights in the area so that you can see again, um, and you sort of start making your way back down the mine shafts. Uh, as as you're walking, um, Remy sort of just starts talking to you about. Uh, his time in the war. Um, he, he reveals a little bit of information to you. Um, he talks about how um, he had a wife and two children, um, a son and a daughter. Um, and um, that one day, his wife and daughter were sort of uh, 
walking through the market and um ultimately they were they were um stoned to death uh for being magic users he came from a long line of magic users his his family the faust family was well known for their magical lineage um and he lost his wife and his daughter um and it was sort of at that time that um he decided he was going to join the war effort against uh, against those who were oppressing magic um at the time uh, his son was very young uh, he sort of uh, relays to you that uh, he and his son they they haven't talked in a long time they they had sort of had a falling out um and that uh um he, he misses his son dearly but um he had he has important work to do here um so until until that's complete he can't see his son um are there any questions you want to ask Remy um, or any interactions you want to have at this time? Um, real quick, how is everyone looking? Like, how beat up are y'all? Um, I think I'm severely beat up. 15 out of 19. What's that? 15 out of 19 hit points. So, you know, a little crashed up, but not bad. Eh, he's still going to be like, Melody, you need to be more careful, and he's going to try to cure wounds. Yep. Are you going to cure light, light wounds? Right. Yes. Um, that is a five. I cannot cast spells, apparently. <laughs> so, uh... How do you try? <laughs> I either do really well or terrible. So you, uh... You go, you go to cast light wounds, uh, and it, it, it has no effect and uh you uh you lose your prepared spell for the day um so you can no longer cast light wounds um until <laughs> it is until it is prepared again um uh, but you like, well, when we're talking to remy right when we're talking to remy is there a possibility that i can roll for charming and open sure i would like to ask what he most desires okay yeah sure absolutely uh, you have to, uh, you, were you rolling plus uh, intelligence on that or something? Charisma? Charisma. Uh, I would guess charisma. It's not letting me. Okay, never mind. It is. All right. You roll? Yeah. What'd you get? There we go. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, which what you asking? I asked. Uh, um. So uh, he uh, he relates to you. Um, what he would like most in the world is for this war to be over, so that he could be reunited with his son uh, once again, um, and that he just uh, wants for his son to live a really good life. And to to not have to know the uh, the horrors of war. Yep. Um, all right. So, um, you sort of uh, come to uh, what looks like the uh, the end of the line, as far as it were. Um, you come to uh, an opening. Uh, this is in the darkest and deepest part of the. Uh, of the shaft. Um, oh, this looks inviting. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it looks a little spooky. Um, and uh, sort of as, as you walk up, um, mist starts filling the room. 
Uh, you, you feel sort of an eerie and ominous presence. Uh, and Remy, Remy puts his hand out to block you. And he says, there's dark magic afoot here. Uh, uh, be on your guard. Um, and uh, sort of about that time, uh, a necromancer rises out of the ground. And with him, four dwarven zombies appear as well. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what do you do? First of all, you say, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to try to turn on dead. Yeah. You're going to win. Zombies, really? And he just raises his holy symbol, which um, Kratos will say is two cross swords. Yep. Um, that's plus wisdom, I think. That is a ten total. Okay. So, uh, let's see. What, what are your... Um... On a ten plus... Um, so, you continue to pray and brandish. No undead may come within reach. And on a ten plus, you also momentarily daze intelligent undead and cause mindless undead to flee. Yep. Aggression breaks the effects. So, he just holds out and goes, Flee! You're not worth fighting. Okay. Um, wow. so the uh, the uh, the undead zombies they sort of scatter in all directions, um, but the necromancer is not uh, not affected. Um, do you guys take any action towards the necromancer? Azar, get him! You got it. <laughs> all right. You uh, you doing hack and slash or? Um. Yeah. Let's do that one. All right. Yeah. Six plus your plus strength. Well, you have plus one. You still have, uh, well, no. Oh, right. No, we're, we're out of combat though, so that's that's it. Actually, sorry. Okay. Um, yep. Um, but maybe maybe someone wants to like aid or or help uh, Melody possibly. Okay, I will aid. So Give roll, him the aids. You roll two two d six plus your bonds with Azar, which I think is one. So two d six two d six plus one. Okay, it, I can actually just click it. So it'll be, it'll be six. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so you don't help at all. <laughs> well, hey, you're, you're marking a lot of experience. You're, you're, you're definitely going to level up at the end of the campaign. So that's good, right? Um, so yeah. Um, what happens is uh, is uh, Azar goes to strike at the uh, the necromancer. Uh, he goes to jab jab him, um, and. Uh, Melody's coming in, coming in for the assist. Uh, she, she thinks she's helping. She, uh, Melody, pushes Azar's back to sort of thrust him forward further. You know, she's, she's helping. She's helping. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, but it causes Azar to trip and fall, uh, and the necromancer uh, grabs Azar by the throat and throws him at Melody. Uh, and you both are going to take uh, just one damage. So. Uh, zero damage. So zero, zero. zero damage. Uh, you both fall to the ground, um, uh, sort of uh, stunned for a moment. Um, at this time, uh, Remy, seeing this go down, um, conjures a, uh, a just a, a sword of pure lightning uh, and lunges at the um, at the, uh, the the necromancer. Uh, the necromancer holds up an arm to stop him, but Remy slices clean through. One arm, chopping an arm off from the necromancer. Uh, the necromancer uh, 
cries out in sort of like in in pain um and um as he does so his whole body just sort of like um descends into the earth uh and he sort of disappears from view uh and then the zombies are still running around like like ping pong balls so <laughs> Uh, but the path before you is open. Uh, you can carry on through, um, or I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna interact with the zombies, you can. That's up to you. If you like poor choices. Roger's gonna look to everyone and say, "As long as we don't show any aggression, they'll continue to flee." Yep. All right. So, uh, so are you, are you passing on through then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get cool. it. All right. So. Um, you pass the doors, uh, going into the next room, uh, and lo and behold, there is the uh, the cannon um, that uh, is, is being prepped to fire upon your your holy site. Um, what you, you, so you're in the room with the cannon. Um, it's definitely giving off some like discharge. Uh, the room seems entirely unprotected at this moment. What do you do? Um, I'm going to look to uh, Remy and Remy, this thing runs on electricity. I have an idea. Uh, Remy looks back to you and says, I'm, I'm all ears. Tell me your plan. Perhaps we turn it on the enemy and then dismantle it afterwards. Okay. Um, so Remy, Remy looks at you and he says, uh, and how, sir, do you propose that we do this? Um about lore for that or discern reality to figure out how we could turn it around uh, pick one uh, discern reality is intelligence the other is wisdom right? right I will go with the wisdom one okay it's about lore yes uh, that's a 14 nice okay all right so um, Hooray. we're gonna uh, spout lore well, okay. Um, you know, all right. So, um, you know, the magical devices such as this um, running on electricity uh, that uh, they can sometimes be pretty unstable. Um, that uh, they uh, they usually uh, once set in motion, it's hard to stop. Um, so. Uh, and that they, are, that they can be sort of volatile if handled miscorrectly. Hmm. We could just set it to explode, take all of them with it. Okay. That's true. All right. So, uh, so Remy, Remy looks at you for a moment and he says, um, You're right. Uh, I know what it is I must do. Uh, so, uh, when he does that, um, Remy. Uh, Starts pulling a, a ring off of his finger, um, and he uh, he hands it to you, uh, and, he, and he tells you, he says, he says, "Now look, if you ever come across my son, I want you to give this to him and tell him that I love him." Uh, he hands the ring to you, um, and he says, uh, "You'll you'll know him when you see him. He looks much like me, uh, and he's uh, he's he's quite the strapping young man." And uh, sort of as that happens, um, he starts walking towards the uh, the machine, uh, and uh, 
there's lightning going everywhere. Uh, what do you do? You try and stop him? Do you let it happen? Do you have any words? What's your son's name? All right. Yep. Um, so uh, he tells you that uh, Remy tells you his son's name is Regan. R-E-G-A-N. Um, so uh, he walks up to the machine and he, he grabs it. He grabs the back end of it as lightning uh, just sparks off in every direction. And uh, you see his body start to glow. And you see even more lightning coming off the machine. Um, and uh, it uh, it's just uh, the room is feeling with sort of this intense energy. Uh, and the, uh, the, the cannon itself just starts to rumble. Um, and about that time, uh, the cannon um, explodes in all directions. Um, uh, if I get everyone to roll uh, 2d6 plus dex for Defy Danger. Uh, here's a question. With Defy Danger, aren't there other options than dex? Yeah, there is. So it depends on how you want to Defy the Danger. That's true. Um, um, what are the options? Sorry, I don't um, have the book handy. Uh, so, uh, you've got a shield. You could, uh, do it with your strength. You could hold your shield up and sort of deflect with strength. Um, there's, uh, I guess you could roll with constitution and you could just sort of take the blow as it were. Um, so, um, I mean, it's up, it's up to you to be creative and use your, use your stats in the best way possible. I mean, as it starts to explode, Codrith just starts to walk away without looking and just takes the blow. He's going to go with Constitution. Okay. All right, how about you guys? Are you going to use uh, Dex to get out of the way, or...? I'm going to use Dex. I'm going to try my best to hide behind something in the cave, in okay. the um, mine. Yep, So okay. I'll roll with that. Yep. And how about Azar? Try use, like, a fire shield or something over. You want to you you sort of conjure a burning brand? Yeah. All right. So that would be uh, what's what's burning brand on that? Um, burning a, brand is a conjure get... weapon of pure fire. Uh, roll plus constitution on ten plus. Okay. All right. So roll plus that then. It's a D six, right? Uh, D six. Yep, uh, wow, you rolled really awful. <laughs> well, well, I got an eight. Okay. I got a twelve. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, yeah. So as as this thing is just exploding all over the place, um, and and Kadroth turns his back to it, because <laughs> real, real men don't look at explosions, right? That's that's how it is. Um, he thinks exactly. he's, he's, he's Chuck Norrising it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but definitely um, some shrapnel like catches you across the face um, and is going to do uh, half D4 damage. So what are we getting here? One, so you take a half of one, so it's really nothing. Um, so you can mostly ignore that. Um, at the same time, um, Azar uh, conjures his burning brand uh, into a shield, um, and um, all the particles that come at him sort of just melt as they hit the shield. And um, Melody, sweet, sweet Melody, uh, goes to hide behind a rock. Goes to hide behind a rock, not, uh, not understanding that the rock needs to be bigger than she is. Because uh, it's only like a foot tall, you know, and maybe a foot wide. She just crouches behind this rock, but she's not hiding at all—not even a little bit, right? Um, so uh, you're gonna take um, what is that? Oh, 
one one uh, so, so yeah th th things sort of raised by you and hit you but nothing uh nothing major um she she looked up on that the, not a lot of fighting her way um so yeah yeah um the machine has exploded the uh the sort of site that you're in is empty um and you you no longer hear the uh the sound of battle above you it's it's sort of it's sort of silent um what do you do uh perhaps we go investigate see what's uh... So how far above us is it? Is it like there's a ladder that's a few feet, or are we talking like we're in a silo and we're climbing up and out? So there's there's, there's sort of like a monument in there and it's lag tight. You can sort of like make your way out, you know, within a matter of you know five ten minutes. Try climbing. Yeah. I would like to before we leave the room. I'd like to discern realities. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh, you roll 2d6 uh, plus some realities is uh, intelligence, I think. Yep. Oh, there we go. Okay. okay. I rolled 10. Oh. Yeah. So uh, with uh, with your elven ears uh, that you hear very well with, um, and you can you can sort of um, tell that there is nothing above you. Like, the surrounding area is completely vacant. Uh, it's been cleared out. Um uh, you can sort of tell that uh, perhaps this uh, this machine was set and left. Uh, maybe, maybe you posit that maybe it's due to its its, its uh, how volatile it was. Um, the room that you're in, um, you can tell, was sort of a, uh, an ancient um, uh, like magic site. You can see sort of a gate um, that might have been activated magically. You don't know where it would have gone to necessarily. Um, it's definitely like old magic, not something that's been used in the modern day. Um, and that's sort of where you're at. Okay. Um, may I cast a spell? Sure. Um, I'd like to cast Guidance to see just my god to point me in a direction. Where does Kratos will us to go? Okay. So I get a um, 11. Okay. Uh, so Kratos, the, the god of war and battle... Um, Guides you uh, to the surface. Uh, he, he says that, uh, or he, he gives you the the feeling that um, that uh, your your best option for for carrying on your mission is to is, is to rise to the surface. In Kratos's name, we must rise to the occasion, and by that time, we must literally climb. Get yeah. to climbing. All right. So. Definitely, I guess you guys make your way to the surface. Is that we all agreed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, you make your way to the surface, um, and when you when you get up there, um, you see that uh, the battlefield is it is it is indeed empty. Like um, they they're gone. Uh, no one in sight. It's almost eerie uh, because there's a stillness in the air, um, and sort of uh, you look you look towards um, where you began the. the the holy site uh, where you're based at, and as you kind of look across the battlefield, it's it's pretty far in the distance, but um, you don't see any war, you don't see any more magic flying, you don't see any bullets flying, uh, no no sort of shells or anything like that. Um, and about that time, uh, you you hear it, you hear an immense just like thunder, 
and, and as that happens and you look in the distance the holy site is is being completely decimated it's 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 like a a bomb of which you've never seen um uh, and uh you can you can see debris just flying in the air you can see a billow of smoke a mushroom cloud as it were rising up from the place that you were protecting the place that you thought that you would save the, the place that remy sacrificed his life for um absolutely obliterated nothing nothing left um the, the only the only conclusion maybe that you could come to is that the other team failed uh their their end um i am going to strangle mikey to death if he lives <laughs> yeah um so uh back can't do it so um it's it's only a few seconds and and you feel the um the concussion from the from the blast um knock you all to the ground um no damage um but you were all knocked down and um ha having having lost your guide um uh, certainly certainly is disheartening and the, the holy site that you were uh, you're at um, as you collect yourselves and stand up um you've sort of got some decisions to make as a group um what uh what's next i mean um there's a perhaps there's another faction you can join or maybe a magical power that you know of that you could use to take revenge um maybe one of you knows uh a way to go back in time and uh and maybe prevent this from happening what's what's going on in your heads what 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 solutions do you have as a group to carry forward Two things. I was thinking the same thing. Like, what do we do now? And the second thing is, like, what about the ring? Because it's it's <laughs> Yeah. Well, you you don't know where uh, Remy's uh, son was. You didn't meet him. Uh, no, I just I guess I assumed that he was probably fighting the magic fight. But yeah, you're right. He could be anywhere. Yeah. Is, uh, did we did we lose? Is Dylan still here? I yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just listening. All right, take it off. Um, I, I want to look at the ring. Is there anything special or? It's exactly like the negative. Sure. Um, you have a look at the ring. Um, and uh, let's let's have a let's. Uh, you want to roll a discern realities on it or anything? Yeah. Um. Ooh. <laughs> That's intelligence, right? Uh, yes. Five. Uh, you don't notice anything about the ring. <laughs> I am wise. I am not intelligent. Yeah. So yeah, you, you don't notice anything really about the ring. Um, it just looks like a, a ring that some schmuck would wear. Yeah, just a jive-ass ring. Yeah. Yep. Proceeds to put it on. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's mark down that you're wearing that. Put that in your, uh, your whatever. Your armor list or something i don't know um all right so yeah what's wearing what's... ring of remy yep so what's uh what does the group do what is uh what's what's next for you like i said what's uh hmm. how do you do we want to take on the other cannon to make sure they can't use it again yeah or... i mean obviously we can't protect something that's gone but we can protect what's left yeah um and if we run into Mikey, just saying. 
you saw nothing. Turtle soup. Turtle soup. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dinner on the half shell. <laughs> so yeah, you want you so you're gonna you're gonna go inspect the site for the other cannon then? Yeah. Alright, cool. Alright. Kill the turtles, kill the cannon. Got it. Yep. Alright. So, um you start making your way, um in the direction that you sort of assume the, the other cannon is in. Um, like I said, the, the, the battlefield is devoid of people, um, but there are, as you, as you sort of start traipsing across it, um, you see a lot of corpses. There's there's corpses from either side of the faction, um, you know, just left and right. Um, uh, as you're making your way through, um, you know, you, you find that, you know, traces of, of the army uh, that's opposing magic the uh, the, uh, the government as it were um, you can see traces that they they, they pulled out um, perhaps they um, were clearing the battlefield knowing that the the uh, cans were going off and trying to save their own people possibly um, you you arrive at uh, the other cannon site um, it uh, the, the barrel of the cannon is, is split open uh, and it looks like the circuits are fried. Um, you can tell that it's definitely, it has gone off. Um, and uh, around the cannon, you find the bodies, uh, the, the four quad av bodies of Mikey, Leo, Donnie, and Raph uh, slain on the ground. Uh, their, their throats are slit. What about Denny? Uh, you look as you might, and and you don't see Denny. Um, huh. It's uh, maybe possible that he died in the mines on the way there, or um, he could have been vaporized, or any number of things. But you definitely don't see Denny. Okay. Um, seeing that they actually fell in battle, I am going to expend a use from my adventuring gear and start digging them graves. Okay, so you're gonna pull out a shovel, basically. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, do do y'all assist, or y'all just like stand back, like you know, like the, like the. the... We're like, ah, I'm just. <laughs> like, like like the guy on the construction site with like you know the polo shirt. He just watches the other guys dig. Is there anything useful to loot? I mean, because they're they're dead, and honestly, you know, we might need something. Yeah. Do they have any anything that we could we could take? Wow. Wow, just loot the, the dead bodies of your comrades. That's cool. Like, yeah. uh... <laughs> a request that yeah. they would want us to complete. Yeah. I mean, other than some quad-av meat, you don't find anything. <laughs> okay, well, then I guess we'll be helping Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a respectful manner. Sure, so yeah, you buried... A shallow grave unmarked on a battlefield, what they deserved. Yep, so you uh, you, you, you bury them. Uh, any, any words uh, for our lost... Quad Ab assassins. Um, these men serve with honor. Yep. We should, uh, All right. We should honor them by. Mm-hmm. I play on my loot. Should get the they get the guys responsible. I mean, yep. We need to find out who did it and uh, seek them out and find seek revenge on them. I agree. We must seek them out for their honor. Right. All right. And he just proceeds to kneel and gives like a generic prayer. Alright, so moving forward, um, what uh, what is the path you, your characters are going to go on? 
Do, does anyone, does any of them know any information that could aid them in their next step or what happens? Hmm. I am not a smart man. Yeah. Guidance. <laughs> like I said, maybe you know of another faction you can join up with, another part, or like I said, um, maybe one of you. I don't know. I meant I was going to cast Guidance. I'm wondering um, if I could spout uh, Bardic lore on the grand histories of the known world and ask where the other cannons being kept. Okay, well, you, you just found the other cannon. Oh. Is that yeah. That's it. There's another one, right? Well, that's, that's the only two that you will say that you know of, anyways. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you you can certainly spout his, you know um, histories of the known world if you want to well, to decipher. Great histories of the known world, you know, it says to you know, basically one more answer. Yeah. Um, maybe we could be pointed in the direction of more responsible party. Okay, so, yeah. Go, go ahead and roll uh, roll for that then. Whatever your roll is. Okay. Now, what do you roll for that? All right. Look at your sheet. Uh, it wasn't on cheat, so I'm looking really quick. Okay. Uh, let's see. What are you? Your bard. So for bardic lore, um. Okay. Well, I guess it's okay. So I guess you, there's no roll. Uh, you just you just get it, right? All right. Cool. Um, nice. Um, so uh, you know, uh, in in the history of the world, um, that uh, there uh, there is uh, a portal. Um, that will allow you to uh, go back in time. Um, it's kind of like the uh, the Fountain of Youth. No one's ever actually found it, um, but because uh, you've studied extensively, you have uh, you have some semblance of idea of where that might be. Um, some other lore that you know um, is that uh, um, there there's a a great magical power um, hidden hidden to the west, um, sort of in uh, an enchanted forest. Um, you uh, you know that the uh, the origins of the uh, rebellion uh, that you're a part of um, lie in a uh, in an old, seemingly abandoned town to the south. Uh, uh, but there might be sympathizers and things there that you can meet up with uh, to, to provide more direction. So. Um, you have some options before you that you could choose from, knowing the things that you know. Uh, but it really just depends on what your group wants to do. I say we chase the mythical item and see if it actually comes out. Yeah. So go for this uh, portal back in time. I mean, it looks like that's our, you know, that's our ticket to making this again. Okay. So y'all taking the uh, the time route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. So, do we know how far we'd be traveling? Um, we'll say it's uh, it's at least a uh, seven-day trek um, to uh, to the to the 
um, ruins where where this ritual might be performed. Okay. Um, could I invoke divine guidance for a boon to assist us on our adventure? Uh, sure. All right. So with it, my petition is personal victory. Uh, trial by combat. Would the previous combat work for that, or do I need to challenge someone to a fight? All right. We can we can uh, we can say the, the previous combat's good enough. Okay. So with that, the GM tells me what the boon or knowledge I gain would be. So I basically raise my symbol to the heavens and go, Kratos, guide me or aid us. Okay. Um, so, let's see. And, of course, you just smiked me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so, you know um, that uh, in, in order to... Uh, activate this uh this site that you're at he kratos contacts you and tells you um in order to activate the um the, sort of the, the time portal that you're looking for um that you're gonna need a uh, a specific gem uh and uh, that that gem uh, is held in a treasury um in in a um one of the main capitals of the new government. Um, conveniently, it is on your way to to the site. So he's going to look to the group and go. There's a main minor complication. We'll need a gem. Who feels like looting? <laughs> he's going to pass on everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I will. <laughs> happy. All right. So it sounds like uh, you guys have a sort of clear and defined quest at this point. So um, I think that's probably a good place to uh, pause our story okay. for the next session. Um, any uh, any parting thoughts? This is fun. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Yep. Sorry, I thought I interrupted Amanda. Oh, yes, I can't decide if I'm happy how much I failed or not. Yeah. Right. F failure is is uh, experience. Failure is the way forward. Yeah. Huh? I thought I'd be so experienced by the end of this. Right. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've never I played. Mean, how close are you to leveling? I, I don't know. Let's get yeah. Well, so the nice thing because because it is recorded, right? You can go back and listen to it, and uh, you can sort of count up your your uh, your failures, and that way you'll you'll so be able to you your experience from your failures. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, thank you guys for playing. Obviously, uh, it's been pretty stellar. Hopefully, um, hopefully Jennifer will be joining us next time. We're gonna we're gonna slot her in, um, and um, we'll uh, we'll. Bring her into the fold um, as you travel south. 